Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're here with another XFL Markcast. Good morning, Reed. Uh, two things. First, happy. I said m- good morning to you, Reed. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Paul. Uh, happy six-month anniversary on our podcast. This is our yeah. we're, we're official now. We're, we've been podcast dating for six months. Uh, also, this is the you say I've dating. What? Okay, we're not dating. We're we're, like, we're podcast dating. We're we're like officially official now. Like we can move in together, right? If we were like in whoa, the- okay, keep moving. Uh, and then this is the 21st day of the 21st year of the 21st century. I saw that post, uh, not on when the episode is airing, but when we recorded this. I've seen a lot of people posting about that on Twitter. Uh, is that so okay? Conspiracy? No, I just, it's just okay. kind of like a weird, it's January 21st of 2021 in the 21st century. I know you're big on dates and coincidences. So it, oh, it, here we go. Here <laughs> we go. You're making little jokes. You're making some jokes. I just want to point out that I nine uh, I share a pre- a birthday with a president. That is official. Is jo- uh, Joseph R. Biden his birthday is January November twentieth? November twentieth. Yeah. Um, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. That's a weird middle name. Not to get too political, but that is a weird middle name. And he's a junior too, which means his dad had that same name. That's that tells you, that's probably an old name though. Oh you know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, an yeah. old like from. You know, wherever Joe Biden's uh, family is from. Want to want to say this though? I want to say that congratulations, Joe Biden was inaugurated. This isn't political. Uh, I think it's in the best interest. When Trump was inaugurated four years ago, I was like, okay, you know, I didn't I didn't pick this one, but let's see what he does. I hope for the best because if he does well, we do well. My personal opinions aside, uh, I think the same thing needs to apply here. So let's let's keep it moving and let's keep it moving with the XFL Markcast. My my one question was, you know, he had a busy day yesterday, right? Yeah. Um, seventy eight is still seventy eight, right? I mean, does he is he drinking coffee? Is he drinking Mountain Dew? I mean, I want to know what because I mean, I get tired. I I couldn't I'm imagine. I'm tired now. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> so that's as political as I want to get. I just was thinking about that all day yesterday. Just like, does Joe drink coffee? Is he a coffee guy? I don't know. I don't know. You know, he, you know, you watch old videos of Joe back in the day and he was a, like a youthful, uh, yeah. snappy guy. Like there, you know, there, there are women that I work with that see like the old photos of Joe Biden. Like, wow, hot. he's, he's hot. super hot. Like, uh, so maybe he's still got some of that energy just kind of saves it. He's got to reserve it for those moments when he needs it, when he's signing, you know, 20 executive orders to undo the other 20 that start, you know, it's just like, uh, Joe, 
Love it. We're, we're here for it. We'll see what happens. Uh, so I, we got a lot of good feedback last week on the podcast. I, I did my call. I said I wanted more YouTube comments. We had a ton of them, ton of YouTube comments. Uh, Van the Man left them. Jenna left them. Uh, Paul has something to say. Jack uh, Stevens. And then uh, on the contrary, we had a lot of uh, good feedback. So thank you for that. If you're um, watching on YouTube, xflshow.com slash YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, we get a lot more views than we get subscribers, so I would love to get that subscriber count up. We get a lot of views, but I'd like to get the subscriber count up. And then um, and Paul has a comment. I and keep... that's where I'm going to come in and say something right now. We want to yeah. get to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. What are we at right now? Uh, you don't want to know. If your goal is 1,000, you don't want to know. Well, we're I've got right something now. to entice people with. I'm going to make uh, this announcement right here. We, we are at 93. 93 subscribers. So it's nothing. We, we all got to start somewhere. And I'm not knocking this, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a giveaway. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do this giveaway. Okay. Once we hit 1,000 subs- subscribers, we will send out to one of you that subscribed on YouTube. We will send out to one of you an autographed football from Chad Ochocinco. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. We could so do that. So get like us that. to 1,000. And we will pick one name out of those thousand that subscribed to us on YouTube, and we will send you a Chad Chad Johnson Chad Ocho Cinco autograph ball. Does that sound okay? What do you read? Can yeah? Can <laughs> How about we start? If we get to a hundred, I'll send somebody a sticker pack. Let's let's start. Let's start there. Uh, no, I want. Oh, I'll shoot for the stars. A thousand. Okay. We're gonna send out a Chad Ocho Cinco football autographed auto, uh, football to one of our one thousand subscribers on YouTube. I think that's the goal. I okay. think that's a lofty goal, but I think we could get there. So tell your friends, subscribe to us on YouTube so you could possibly have a chance at getting this football. I mean, we get the views. We just need the subscribers. Yeah. What is the subscribers? We get, we get, get fair. Uh, we have one comment, a uh, fourth man. Uh, we were talking and we got more trademark stuff this week. We were talking about the NFL last week. It was the, the Houston roughnecks, um, the, you know, the, the, oil tower he uh fourth man said nfl are stupid and wrong for their trademark claim towards xfl so thank you very much i i I encourage all feedback we had a bunch of stuff talking about how vince is a vince mark and that he definitely uh tweeted or he definitely texted his catchphrase in the uh in the tweet in the text to oliver luck oh man what a mark and then uh, i do have my uh my jersey that we unboxed last week uh funny funny enough uh, two different listeners, Mark and P. Ramirez, both bought jerseys off of the recommendation. They waited for me to take the plunge. What do you think about that, Paul, that we have listeners and viewers that bought jerseys after I bought them? I think the people who are running the XFL really need to, like, really need to reassess, uh, like, reaching out maybe to us to help with their marketing because it seems, seems like we're working. It seems like we're doing something right here. Uh, we're not just unboxing baseball cards or anything like that. We're doing something right over here on the XFL Markcast. I'm just saying, uh, air, uh, artfire.com. I'm waiting on that commission check when, when those, when those two Chinese knockoff jerseys, uh, clear, I'm very excited about that. We had a review too. I'm going to pull it up. If you want to just vamp for two seconds, sorry. Uh, okay. We'll totally vamp, uh, over on xfilshow.com slash merch. You'll see a lot of the items are popping back up. We've changed out the logos. There was an issue. And I, I, I realize this now there was an issue to where I had changed all the logos out but our uh, on-demand dropshipper wasn't allowing us to add uh, more than two products during the holiday season. Holiday season's over with, so we're able to uh, do a mass release of products. They're all online, xflshow.com slash merch. And don't forget as well, xflshow.com slash review. Leave us a review. 
uh, on your on your fa- uh, favorite podcast player. Yeah, Alan1998 left one today. He is a fellow podcaster and a sports fan. He said he would uh, recommend this podcast to anybody. So that came into yeah. Apple Podcasts. Uh, we have a really great show today. We have uh, Jerdy uh, uh, Jackson Erdman coming up from uh, Fan Control Football. He's in the bubble right now. I hate burying the lead. I always bury the lead. Jackson uh, Erdman, Jerdy's coming up. Uh, right off of his practice, he came home to the hotel room and hopped on the show. We really appreciate that. And then we have Vince from the Alternate Football Scouting Report coming on as well to talk about uh, he's covering all the stats and everything with the XFL stuff. He's a brainiac when it comes to all that stuff. So, uh, definitely uh, brainiac. That's that's a good that's a good term to describe him. He's, 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 there's a lot, a lot, there's a lot of info. There's a lot of info there that Vince uh, spends a lot of time on, so we're appreciating him coming on and chatting about that. Yeah, so we're going to do all our XFL stuff, and then we're going to get to uh, – we got the big fan control football dump. And then, not to bury the lead too much, my wife is is joining us on the show. Wow. I probably should have said that before about 10 minutes in. Uh, I texted Van the Man, our number one fan, last week. I said, what would you think of the show? He said, uh, short and sweet. It was okay. I go, Van, we had three pages on the Google Doc. We went for an hour and six minutes. You're going to tick Paul off if you tell him. So he said he likes guests. Well, we have three guests today. We got Journey, we got Vince, and then we have my wife. Dorothy is joining us from school via Zoom. We have an unboxing from her. She has a surprise. I literally don't know what it is. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to that. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to having uh, your wife here and joining us on the Mark cast at the other show. So stay tuned for that. I guarantee it's probably going to be good. I, I know I know how clever Dorothy is and how uh, creative she is. So whatever she's got planned for us or you, whatever it is, uh, it's going to be good. So we'll, we'll yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's garbage segment adjacent. So that'll be the end of the show. We'll but get we don't want to, we don't want anyone to think that it is garbage segment. Cause it's, it's cool. my wife. It's your wife. It's not it's a garbage thing. So with that being said, let's, let's get into the meat of the stories here today on the Mark cast. Yeah, this is uh, so. This just came out uh, yesterday. Uh, we had the whole thing last week with the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, there, the oil tower and the Oilers. You know, the Houston Oilers NFL right. was suing because of that. And everyone said last week they go, "Oh, don't worry about it." Houston Roughnecks. They have the alternate logo. They have the alternate logo. They can use that. It's totally fine. And we said that looks really a lot like the New England Patriots logo. Guess what happened this week? Uh, the Patriots sued. Yeah, the NFL suit on behalf of the Patriots. Again, all these lawsuits came out like back last December wow. and they've been extended and extended and extended. But now they, they can only extend it like uh, two or three times. Now all the kind of S is hitting the fan, as you could say. And they are saying um, that the Patriots, did you know it's the Flying Elvis? That's like the official name of the Patriots logo. I did not know that. And then the, the XFL, uh, the Roughnecks one is just known as Man. So they were not clear as clever. That's, that's creative. Uh, we said it last week. What do you think? I think that this is definitely a problem. <sighs> maybe. I'm going to put the logos up right now. So I'll remember. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Maybe. It's not as bad as the uh, oil rigs. That's clear. This one's a little bit. I don't know. Like, are we going to. Is this going to set a precedent to where any sports team that has like that half face with a hat on is going to be sued. Is that what we're doing here? Like anything that kind of remotely, you know, resembles the perspective of the Patriots logo is automatically going to be under scrutiny for having a man with bold outline and a hat. 
Because it's like the jaw thing too. It's the side profile, and then it's like you get a lot of like these, you know, straight lines. Uh, I, I definitely see the jaw thing. Yeah. And if you look on the, uh, if you look for the New York uh, Guardians logo too, even though it's like that sphinx head, it's a very similar. <laughs> it's almost like the designer that did it. And I'll put this logo up too if you want to look at the New York Guardians one. It's almost like. Uh, what, what do you always say? Like graphic design is my passion. Like yeah. the guy just copied it and changed the colors. It's like, it's, never... like, it's like, can I borrow your homework? Yeah, you can, but change up a couple answers here and there. And that is it. The New York guardians is the, uh, is the roughnecks is the Patriots. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, are, are there other, I, I was looking at the other logos. I mean, the battle Hawks and stuff are, are there other logos that are in danger? Like the dragons. I mean, does that look like anything? I don't, I don't know. Think so I don't think so. But then again, there might be some random like baseball team somewhere that'll come up and go, Hey, look, you don't yeah. know. You don't know. It's going to be well, interesting. It, it's going to be, I mean, I think, I think the XFL is going to have to pay a royalty here of some kind. Uh, the problem is uh, you got two different ones, right? I mean, you got the, you know, it, it wasn't like you can just, okay, let's settle with the roughnecks. Let's use the little man thing or whatever. I mean, now that they're having trouble with both different ones, uh, it is interesting that the NFL, you know, I think a lot of people thought they were going to play nice this time. The XFL isn't doing the whole like anti NFL thing. They're trying to be more of a feeder system and alternative and not competing. And now it's like, you know, the no fun league is out, uh, is out for blood. I don't know. Uh, speaking of the no fun league, I think we can, I think we can move on to this story. Um, Channing Crowder. Am I saying that right? Yep. Channing Crowder was on, uh, the podcast drink champs featuring Nori. Nori has a podcast. I don't know who Nori is. You know who Nori is? I'll have to school you afterward. We don't want to get a copyright ding, so I'll have to school you afterward on Nori. I guarantee. He's a rapper? Yeah, I guarantee you've heard a couple of his songs. Okay. Uh, you probably haven't been able to tie the artist to the songs. But that being said, uh, he was on their podcast, and he was talking about, uh, Channing Crowder was talking about, um, apparently The Rock has wasted his goddamn money with the XFL. Yeah, because he said that there's no way that the XFL is ever going to compete. Well, the point was that the XFL wasn't supposed to compete anymore. Yeah. That was what we all understood. It was just like, oh, here's more football. Um, XFL 1.0 definitely was meant to compete with the NFL. We know that. They were trying to. They were doing these different things. They put in wrestling angles with Jesse Ventura beefing with one of the coaches Basically, they were trying to compete with the NFL back in the day, but they weren't. They're not trying to do it now. They're just trying to offer more football. So I don't agree with this at all. Also, I mean, especially this year of any with all the XFL calls we've had, you know, with the Heineke and everything else. I mean, it just seems crazy to me that you know you're kind of like crap talking this and calling it the waste. I mean, the whole reason why all these other guys were you know fit to play and in shape was because these you know alternative leagues existed and that it just it seems weird it seems like a very bold take i mean i i tweeted when i saw it on friday you know i'm glad that i saw this article so that we could address it uh but i think that uh people are still thinking about the xfl 1.0 when they talk about these things and not any of this new stuff completely you nailed it right there on the head you know the the whole purpose uh, the whole benefit of having an XFL now is you saw the situation in Carolina. You saw the situation with Washington. The These spring leagues got these quarterbacks to maintain their shape and conditioning for the NFL. I, you nailed it. 
Well, and and especially, you know, like uh, where we, you know, we're going to talk with Journey later in the show. I mean, a lot of these guys, like, they need these leagues to do this, right? You know, if the NFL and we're going to talk about the combine and all that stuff, you know, the changes with that. I mean, you need to have these other alternate leagues where the guys can get reps, stay in shape. You know, obviously you want to get views and all that stuff. And so it's it, it, it now more than anything, it, it really shows the need for all these alternative leagues. Yes, definitely. Uh, moving forward, though, uh, the combine you briefly mentioned it up. Uh, apparently, that's gonna they're gonna they're gonna have to do some changes with that. Yeah, I mean, do you think that I think they the feedback I got was they needed to announce this a, a, a while ago yeah. before now that we're like out of everything going on. Is that similar thoughts to you? Uh, I mean, I thought you know it was it was bound to be coming. I mean, we didn't really we didn't we didn't manage to get this under control as well. I mean, the United States only has I think like four percent of the world's population. Yet we account for twenty five percent of the cases of COVID. We didn't have this under control at all. I don't, you know, that's not it's not a political statement. We did not get this under control. Um, so this is not a surprise to me. It should have been decided maybe six months ago that this was going on. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know exactly what's going to happen. How this is going to work virtually? They're not going to allow, you know. I said uh, this. I guess this year all on field workouts will be conducted at on campus pro days, and they're going to zoom in. So many questions that they probably should have had figured out long before now. When does the – I am a dummy when it comes to all this, like, not in the football league stuff. When does the combine usually happen? I want to say March. The draft's Don't April, right? Me. Don't quote me on that. I want to say March. If the draft's April, right, you know, we do that. It just seems like um, – Okay, last year it was February 23rd to the March 2nd. So, yeah, yeah. it's about a week at the end of February. Yeah, and I mean, it just seems like uh, if if I was someone that had just played in the spring league, or if I was playing in the fan control football right now, I would feel a little bit better about doing those, right? Just knowing that maybe I have some more, you know, I mean, does that work that way? Do they take that tape or they need like the numbers and stuff that they're getting from all that? Because I know that they well, run all that. Yeah, the combine is different in terms of like they do specifically, you know, like shuttle run and the 40-yard dash. And these are stuff, this is stuff that, that you can do, you know, basically on campus. And, you know, you could, with with the technology the way it is, you don't need to have a combine necessarily. As long as you send someone that is, uh, like, I guess, licensed by the NFL to go to a campus, you're limiting, you're limiting the amount of people that are in the area that are actually, you know, because you don't want to put 80 people in a building in Indianapolis and have potential of a super spreader event. But if you send like an NFL like representative out to uh, perform the measurements and, the, and gauge them and give you an unbiased reading on these players, this could work if you're just doing it on campus at the different players with the different players. Yeah, it's interesting. I just think, uh, you know, uh, if, if the XFL ends up doing the summer uh, summer showcase again, it's just a lot of these guys are going to be going out. It's just you're cutting the opportunities for them to be seen by people, to get out there and, you know, network and everything else. And so it's just interesting. I figured that that would probably had something to do with the XFL. I figured I'd throw it in. I think the uh, there's a. Bless you. Sorry. Gonna... No, I was yawning. It's, it's been, I didn't get much sleep last night. Um, I think the bet, I think the thing that, um, that also kind of affects people is that you have a lot of these people that aren't coming out of college that are already kind of playing pro ball on some level. And I mean, that's what fan control football could uh, necessarily provide to you. I mean, there are things they're going to measure in a combine that are going to give you a like unbiased, how, how this performer can, can perform at a peak level. 
but you actually have to see them in the game. And there's always intangibles in a game. That's why, you know, robots don't play baseball, although people believe that robots should play baseball. The way they gauge these stats these days is completely different from when I played. So um, the combine only measures like one peak performance as opposed to in-game situations. And I think that there's the sp- spring leagues will definitely, definitely could help change how we view a combine potentially too. Kind of like your SAT versus like actually like your GPA. Yeah. You know? Really nice that you could like really study for that. I just know this week I've seen a lot of combine footage because the uh, Teron Johnson, the the Buffalo Bills uh, guy that caught the ball and, and ran it back for the TD um, over the Ravens, he was a guy that got whacked in the head with the football back at the, at the combine in like 2018. So I saw, I saw. I'm not gonna put it in because I'm sure it'll get played. But Google that uh, 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 combine head guy, and that was the same guy that three years later ran back the the winning, uh, you know, the game ceiling uh, touchdown uh, for the Buffalo against the Ravens last week in the divisionals yep uh, uh there was an article that was posted here about the timeline and comparing the xfl 2022 to the 2020 timeline and people i guess seemingly kind of upset is that what i'm reading yeah so just a couple notes on this mike mitchell posted this xfl news hub we always like to share when you know uh that's kind of one of our the, you know websites we're affiliated with when they do good work mike put together a ton of work talking about the timelines of this year uh how everything's going with the xfl versus when they launched the first time the, the funniest note to me of any of this first of all was uh you know mike posts these articles everyone shares them on facebook and this and this guy shares he goes well i guess we're screwed for this year and it's like we like wait well welcome to the world like the xfl was never coming this year like yeah. at all like uh so that that was first i was just like people hate reading anything right they just share everything they don't like right well i guess we're screwed but um people the point is people are really worried right now they're looking at you know the i know other xfl podcasts look at like the, you know what is happening this week and what happened two years ago and like it's not the same thing at all like redbird has so much money and people behind it and like the rock has you know a million guys and he can like they can just go do stuff and danny and so like i just don't think that we can um demand compare like the same Vince, like old school family run business, Vince McMahon, you know, a couple of years ago, like in the slow rollout of the XFL. I mean, not that you can snap your fingers and get the league going, but so much of it is already in place with the teams and the logos and the cities and the lease agreements and all this stuff. I know we need the coaches. I know we need the commissioner, but like they're, they're not, they weren't going to hire anybody in 2020 because they didn't want the debt on the books. Mm-hmm. Now they'll start hiring everyone this year. But if you're not doing a summer showcase till June, why would you hire coaches in January? It just, it, it's going to take time, but it's all going to be there. I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. And, you know, venture capitalists like Redbird, they don't get in the game of venture capitalists and stay in the game for being unsuccessful. They're successful. And they they clearly, you know, they're investing their money and they have some decision-making and they want to protect their, they want to protect their investment. And it would be unwise just spend money just for the sake of spending money so people can stop complaining about you know people can stop complaining about oh well they're not doing enough right now calm down everything's going to be okay yeah also they need the tv deals that's the biggest thing it's once the tv deals come everything else if they're still negotiating that 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 is first and foremost more important than anything else is them having a good tv deal uh, speaking of XFL players in the NFL, this is something that might affect PJ Walker in Carolina. Uh, Deshaun Watson has not asked for a trade, 
in Houston, and the team hasn't said they'll trade him, but it looks like they're going to trade him. You know, that's kind of the kiss of death. He's not happy there. I mean, there's something about being playing sports in Houston that makes you not happy, like James Harden, who's now in the Brooklyn Nets. Shout out to Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Um, sorry, I had to throw that in there. He T- lost. How did he lose like 15 pounds overnight? Oh, dude, I that's a good question. I want that diet. You've I, seen I, that, I, though, right? Yeah, it, of course. I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. Yeah, of course I saw it. I want that diet tomorrow. <laughs> like seriously, I have some I have some serious belly weight I want to get rid of. James Harden, what did you do? Did you just drink juice? Did you just eat <laughs> salads? What did you ju- do, James? I want to know what James Harden did. I'm not fat shaming him. But all of a sudden like he dropped 20 pounds overnight. Like, overnight. <laughs> Anyway, Deshaun Watson, they say that this is according to Rap Sheet, so it's it's at least as official as it can be coming from Rap Sheet, which he's, you know, good. He said, that don't dismiss the Panthers being in the mix of, you know, they talked about the Jets. They've talked about, you know, sending them down to Florida for uh, Tua. Uh, they might be sending Deshaun Watson to the Panthers. Look, first and foremost, for all my Jets uh, fans that are friends, uh, friends that are fans of Jets, uh, what is Deshaun Watson going to do for you when you don't have an offensive line? Nothing. So keep dreaming. The Dolphins, you know, sending Tua and then sending a couple picks here and there seem like the most likely possibility. But I know that, you know, outside of a couple players here and that, are, that have blabbed about Tua, the Dolphins seem pretty happy with Tua. So I don't see that happening. But the Panthers need to just figure this out. This is like you're going to have two quarterbacks on your team that are making $20 million a year? Deshaun's making twenty something million a year too. What is Panthers that? hate Teddy Bridgewater? They hate Teddy Bridgewater. That's clear. It's clear they do not like Teddy Bridgewater or PJ Walker. That's well, why, why we talk about it. In case you're, but why did they pay him twenty million dollars? They don't like him. I don't know. This is insane. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. I like to keep an eye on. You know, people think, oh, PJ signed a two-year deal with the Panthers. Whatever. I mean, I, there is a lot of talk there about QBs, and if you got PJ Walker there, it does not seem like he is long for the world. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Moving on to the Oliver Luck versus Vince McMahon situation, the drama, the soap opera yeah. unfolding. Uh, the court is given uh, both parties till I guess next week. It'll be it'll be today when the episode airs because Carl Luck, it, like literally, I post the video. Usually, I get up at seven, post the video. Paul posts it. Audio comes up online before that. Uh, like eight a.m. every Friday is when they do this stupid lawsuit. So we're all we're always a week late, but this is what they're going to do this week. Uh, apparently it's going to be uh, to satisfy the prejudgment remedy, which is to show that both parties have the assets to pay depending on, you know, who would win. Like Oliver Luck has to prove that he can pay Vince McMahon, even though I don't really think Oliver Luck is, is going to be found. Yeah. I'm not a legal expert, but from what the evidence points out, it doesn't look like Oliver Luck's going to be found culpable here. Um, if a stipulation happens before that, the case could move to trial, which could take the rest of the year. And if the parties cannot stipulate, then there will be a hearing. Uh, Luck's still fighting the passcode on the phone. Uh, he's moving that he couldn't been fired for cause because he was never formally informed of his omissions and actions of being against alpha policy. Like basically, he wasn't given like a you know like a slap on the wrist. This is all. Shout out to Josh Davis. This is all his research on here. I just want to make sure we give proper credit. Josh Davis, XFL News Hub, covers all this stuff. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, Luck was saying that he wasn't given any any prior notice to get fired, and that, that it can't be wrongful termination if you weren't given like a heads up. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, the, normally you have to have a paper trail. Like that's why people. That's why you get corrective action in a workplace. Is that they they like to make a paper trail so you like 
corrective action isn't for you to get your, well, it is kind of for you to get your act in together, but it's also for the company to be like, okay, we've got a paper trail now that we're starting. So, you know, there was, there doesn't seem to be a paper trail here. Yeah. He also says that uh, the cause was fabricated. He denies the tamper with the phone and deleted stuff. That was kind of the big drama right now is he supposedly deleted a bunch of stuff on the phone that was talking about, you know, I don't know what he was doing, but yeah, Vince is, Vince is not happy with that. Interesting. And speaking of Oliver Luck, uh, I am so happy about this news. Larry Scott has finally been released as the commissioner of the PAC 12 coming in June. I believe it is. And this is long overdue. Uh, Larry Scott has bungled everything when it comes to being a commissioner of this, this league. Uh, I will give him credit. He did expand to two teams. He got the PAC 12, 12 teams to get a PAC 12 championship game, which means more money. That being said, I think Larry Scott was the commissioner who oversaw the bungling of the potential of going to 16 teams. That didn't happen um, because of a clause that no Pac-12 team or Pac-16 team could have their own network. And that was the key sticking point for Texas. Texas wanted to have their own specific uh, ESPN-like channel. And the Pac-12 wasn't willing to budge on that. So... Basically, also, I need to point this out. The Pac-12 network has never been on DirecTV. One of the biggest distributors of content via cable or satellite, DirecTV, if not the biggest, um, because nationwide, not like, you know, com- you get Comcast in certain areas and Spectrum in other areas. Uh, DirecTV goes nationwide. And the Pac-12 network was never on DirecTV. Also another failure of Larry Scott. So one name that's been mentioned to replace Larry Scott is Oliver Luck. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done the XFL. He's moving on. He wants his money. You know, we've talked to our scoring lovers, seen Oliver Luck all over ESPN and stuff. I mean, man's a genius. You know, he knows what he's doing. You know, highly respected. That's why you know, even when it goes comes to this lawsuit, you know, if it does go to a jury or whatever, I mean, you know, you have a lot of positive feelings about Oliver Luck, I feel like, that you don't have towards Vince McMahon. But you're excited. I mean, you watch college basketball. I, I, I watch college football, too. I hope this happens. If Oliver Luck becomes the commissioner of the Pac-12, look out. We're going to the, – the, the, the conference is going to do some things. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what happens there with that. Goodbye, Larry Scott. Good riddance. See ya. We're going to uh, – what? Yeah, a couple more signings here, and then yep. we'll get to we'll get to all that stuff. Uh, a bunch of future, a bunch of XFL guys have been signed to future deals right now, and that's uh, we talked about it last week. You know, doesn't count against anything this year, the numbers or anything. But like Jordan Tayamu is back with the Chiefs, but that doesn't mean anything right now. That that that's for next year. I know with everything with Patrick Mahomes right now with the concussions and stuff, uh, Tayamu is back with the Chiefs, and then uh, a good news too. I'm really excited about Josh Johnson's going to be back with the 49ers. I know we had speculated when he was on the COVID list, he wasn't cut. We got Josh Johnson, you know, yeah. slapped on the wrist about that. Uh, he's back with the 49ers. Thrilled about that. What do you, what do you think about Josh being back with the 49ers and Tiamu with the Chiefs? Uh, I think it's great. And, uh, you know, goes to show, again, the power that uh, Channing Crowder's wrong. The Rock isn't wasting his money. Uh, you're seeing these XFL quarterbacks get, get chances that – they might not have got had it not been for the XFL. So happy for Josh, happy for Jordan. Uh, waiting to see what happens. Uh, you know, there's there's chatter that Garoppolo might go back to the Patriots. Patriots might be willing to trade some draft picks to get him back. Uh, who knows? This could open the door for a bunch of different things. So um, looking to see what happens with this. And then uh, just some other signings. Do you want to run those down? Just yeah, Detroit Lions have signed uh, Dragons defensive back Godwin 
Igwipiki. I hope I'm Igwipiki. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Steelers signed former XFL Guardians offensive tackle Jaron Jones to futures contract. Nick Moore has also signed from the Vipers. Nick Moore has also signed a futures deal with the Ravens. Uh, Renegades kicker Austin McGinnis, McGinnis signed a future contract, futures contract with the Rams for next year. Uh, another kicker, Guardians kicker Matthew McCrane, and um, Wildcats fullback John Stanton. Futures deals with the Cleveland Browns, who are on the up and up. Yeah, so the, these are all basically it's like a getting your foot in the door for training camps and stuff in the summer. So it doesn't mean that they're like for sure whatever, but it, it, they have interest in them. They want them to be uh, recognized with that, and so um, it's good. It's good, uh, you know. Seeing that I would. I guess I would debate, right? Would I rather be signed to an NFL futures or, you know, go with the summer showcase with the XFL? I mean, obviously you want to take, you the want NFL. the futures deal. You definitely want the futures deal. So with that being said, we're going to take a break, come back with Vince from the alternate football scouting report and uh, talk to him about what's going on with fan control football. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Now we're joined by Vince from the alternate football scouting report. Vince, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good. Good to see you. Good to see you as well, man. What's going on? Well, you know, just plugging through. Fan, fan control football kind of is the focus. We wanted to bring you on to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was joking that this week, uh, we, we had talked about Vince and a lot of the stuff last week with a lot of the players coming into the bubble and everything. And, you know, Vince was messaging me this week about uh, some news. And I said, hey, man, why don't you just, as opposed to me regurgitating all this stuff, uh, Vince and I got hooked up back with all the Spring League stuff. And then he uh, kind of transitioned now. But uh, people that are listening, if you're into the the alternate fan stuff, um, the alternate leagues, like uh, stats, players, all that stuff, Vince really is a good person uh, to go to. And so I, I would definitely recommend a follow on, on that. I do mean that for someone like we're kind of – you know, we're, we're like the Mark cast, you know, we talk about, we're kind of the high level stuff. And if you really want to get into the stats and everything, Vince is a good guy to go to. So thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate that. Of course. Of course, man. Great intro. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so what is your biggest takeaway right now? News in fan control football. Cause I got a bunch of notes on the Google doc, but I want to see where you come to first. Oh, uh, I think the biggest thing is that everyone's down in the bubble now. Um, everyone seems happy in the bubble now. And that was really a big thing for me, like, especially when you guys broke, had um, Kent Shelby on the show with everything that happened with the spring league. I know I was really worried that something like that was kind of going to happen again, just with COVID or, you know, whatever else happens with these alternate leagues. So I was really, you know, I wouldn't say worried, but I was like a little skeptical. There like, right, is something bad going to happen once everyone's down in the bubble, but no problems, no COVID issues. Everybody likes the food. Everybody seems pretty happy. So, um, you know, whatever they got going down in the bubble right now, it seems like they're, they, they're doing it right. 
it definitely sounds like that. We got a journey coming up uh, here in a bit to talk about. Probably we're going to ask him about the food, of course, because, you know, the food <laughs> as described to us at the TSL was kind of fire festival-ish. So uh, we're going to we're going to bring journey on here in a quick second and then discuss that with him. Um, what are you looking forward to in terms of uh, the product and the interaction with the fans when it comes to fan control football? I mean, I'm really excited to see Quentin Flowers play personally um, as, a, as a fellow XFL mark. Um, I, I really wanted to see him hit the field more in the regular season. I was kind of confused as to why he wasn't starting in the first place. As a lifelong Bears fan, I do not like Mark Tressman. I did not think he was a good coach for the Bears. So I have my opinions about him down in, um, in Tampa Bay. And I felt like, you know, I'll give credit to Cornelius where it's due because he really did start to turn it around as the season went on. But it was pretty clear to me, especially in that Roughnecks game, that Flowers should have been playing more. And they didn't play him. And I was upset about that. And then, you know, as time went on, there was always speculation of all right, what, what guys are coming back as far as quarterback goes. These like PJ signed with the NFL, Tiamu had signed, uh, Josh Johnson ended up getting picked up as well. So, you know, Flowers has really been like the top on the top of that list of XFL quarterbacks. And I was really excited when I saw him pop up for the spring league as well. And when I was looking at all the, the rosters, I was like, Dude, the jousters are stacked. Like they, they have multiple NFL experienced guys on the offensive line. They got some really good looking running backs. They got some really good tight ends. This wide receiver has been on the chargers practice squad for two years. They got Quentin flowers. Half those guys didn't even know that the league existed. <laughs> so, you know, after all of that, I was, you know, I was a little bummed and I still wanted to see Flowers play because I think he's one of the best quarterback free agents out there right now. So when I got wind that he was signed to the league, I was like, there's no way this is this is this is really happening. Like after all everything with the spring league, like, there's no way he's signed again. And then I just like reached out to him. And I was like, did you sign to FCF? And he was like, yeah, and that was it. And I was like, all right. So, so then for like a month or so, I was waiting on them to like break the news or something and no one ever did. So I was like, all right, well, here's the news, everybody. (laughs) That seems like they um, wouldn't wouldn't capitalize. That's weird that they wouldn't capitalize. No one, no one reported that. Yeah. I was surprised, honestly. Hey, you know what? It netted me my first Wikipedia credit. So I guess there's, there's that, but yeah, I was pretty surprised. I figured they would have really marketed that just to XFL fans. Like, Hey, XFL fans, you wanted Quentin flowers to play. And he didn't. Now it's your chance to vote to make him play. You know what I mean? But hey, hey he's there, and more than likely he's going to be one of the starters. If you, in my opinion, I think he's going to be one of the starters. I think he's going to have a great season. So, well, that that brings me, you know, and we've talked a lot about this online. You know, you talk about the marketing and stuff. You know, you know, we're getting ready for this. You know, the, they're in the bubble. Uh, there's there's a ton of money being put into all this. You know, bringing in everybody, setting up the stuff. They're building this. You know, you've reported. You know, they're building this stadium thing, and they've got the drones and the helmet cams and all this kind of stuff. I mean, what are your thoughts leading into this? You know, uh, getting you know team owners involved. I mean, we've gone back and forth having mixed thoughts about yeah. all that stuff. So, wh- wh- where where do you think we're at now? Um, I feel like they could be marketing it a little better, and uh, maybe marketing it a little more geared towards football fans it feels like they're not trying to gear it directly towards football fans 
Um, and you know what? Hey, like if that's just the the world that they just want to exist in, it's just like, a, hey, we're not a football league necessarily. We're like, we're a football league, but we're also this. So if they don't want to cater to football fans, then I get that. It seemed like they're trying to get people that are more into video games into it as well. But in the reality of it is, is it's a football league. You got to get football fans if you want to survive as a football league. And I know it seems like they've, they've got a lot of connections as far as advertising and, and whatnot. Um, I think there's a TV deal in the works still. I did see something from um, FCF News about that a little while ago. And I know that one of the, one of the guys was on um, a podcast with somebody, one of the owners, and they, they said that there was a TV deal in the works or something, but it's not official yet. It's just, if they want to get the viewership that they want, I feel like they need to gear some of their marketing more towards football fans. Yeah. I mean, they, they gotta, they gotta, I mean, we're, I just, I feel like we're at the precipice here, you know, we're three weeks out. I mean, players are there. Uh, I mean, like we're going for it. And, and Paul and I were talking before, you know, I've been reaching out to team owners um, and, you know, and I heard back from one this week and their agent and they said, you know, uh, they're totally booked right now with, with interviews, you know, maybe we could schedule something at the end of March or April. And I said, you know, thank you so much for getting back to me. I appreciate it. But I said, you know, this is a six week league. We're three weeks out, you know, like we're going. And I said, you know, that I absolutely will talk in April, whatever, but like, I just, you know, to get all these guys involved and Paul and I've talked about this before, you can have 16 million followers and all this stuff and get everything. But if you aren't getting the promotion out there, I just don't know. I mean, Paul, what do you think about that? I think the reason why they brought these team owners in, to be honest with you, was because they had big social media followings to begin with. And it doesn't seem like they're using their social media followings to promote. I, I mean, like Mike Tyson, he's, he's, I guess he's no longer affiliated with this thing. And I never yeah. saw one tweet from him, nothing mm -hmm. about this. And maybe, I, maybe it wasn't when I wasn't paying attention to Twitter for a brief second, but I never saw any promotion from Mike Tyson yeah. about this. I'm not seeing much promotion from these owners about these teams. Yeah. And like part of part of me thinks that they're waiting until like right after the Super Bowl when, you know, all the players are done playing football's over. You know, it may not be the best idea, but maybe that's what they're really waiting for or waiting for the general football world to be done with football, the NFL for the year. And that's when people may be interested of what's going on. And that's when they may be able to catch more interest the week leading up to kickoff. This is just speculation, obviously. Um, I feel I feel like they should. I mean, you know what? I shouldn't say that they haven't put enough football stuff out on social media because over the past few days, I've seen so much practice footage from all the players on their stories, from a bunch of the coaches on their stories, and eventually making it back to the main page and the team pages and whatnot. So they are finally putting some footage of them, these guys practicing together out. But like, you know, there wasn't a single highlight reel posted by the league and you know what I what I do and what my Twitter page really is meant to be for is promoting players that are talented or signed to a new league and in this current situation with my FCF scouting it's really meant to be like I want to be able to show all the fans who signed to this league where they've played and how good they are and like you know, even the guys who haven't stuffed the stat boxes, I will find their best plays. You know, and I'll dig through a three-hour full game footage to find the one punt, like block punt that this guy got, just to make you know their their career highlight reel just flash a little bit more to make it just look nice. So it's all football, promote the player, promote the league, 
and then just let them know, okay, like this guy's coming from playing in Germany. This guy was playing in the arena leagues. This guy is fresh out of college. This guy played in the NFL, you know, there's a giant mixed bag of it. And part of it is like, you know, you may be able to get some fans from Germany over if they know, Hey, like this guy was on, uh, what's his name? Kyle Kitchens. He's a defensive end. He's on, he was on the Potsdam Royals in the GFL. He led the league in sacks. He had 16 sacks in one year, 32 tackles for loss. He was very good. And he signed to this league and the, there may be a bunch of GFL fans would be like, wait, I remember this guy. I, I can watch him play some more football now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing we talk about, you know, and, and Paul and I just, again, before we got on here, like, you know, in an alternative world, XFL is coming back in, in three weeks. Right. You know, and, and not that we wouldn't, you know, be covering this and, and talking about it, but it, it certainly wouldn't be the focal point, you know, and we're guilty of that. Right. You know, spring league came out. It's the same thing. Right. Okay. We need stuff to cover. We're talking yeah. about, but I mean, you know, Paul, what, I know that we've talked about this where, you know, if we had gotten to this point, you know, if, if everything wouldn't have happened this year that did, we, we would not be having Vince on right now talking about fan controlled and having Journey on, right? I mean, most likely, right? Most likely, yeah. Um, and I think that to your point, uh, Vince, when you're talking about like maybe they're waiting till after the Super Bowl, when we when we were gearing up for the XFL last year, they weren't waiting till after the Super Bowl to market and promote it. They were running commercials. Uh, I, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? So we got a couple news bits this week. Uh, the voting came up. Uh, they did the one foot inbounds, won the voting rule. Uh, so the new vote now is doing the reviews, right? So it's either like uh, players from both, from all the teams not involved can vote or players that are like part of it. What do you, uh, what do you think about the in, uh, inbounds rule? And then this new, the, we're voting for now with the reviews. I, I am a two foot, two foot guy um, personally. You know, you know, the fans voted on what they voted on. It is what it is. But I think it's I really think it should be two feet because, you know, at the end of the day, all of these players are trying to make it back to the NFL or make it to the NFL. You know what I mean? And if the NFL is a two foot rule, two foot league, then you should probably be using the same rules just so you can showcase like, hey, this receiver can still follow your rules. But, you know, the whole essence of it is that it is fan controlled. And if a majority of the fans want one foot for flashier catches and you know it's easier to call it a catch if one foot is in as well there's no sitting there arguing about a call I get it I don't hate the one foot rule at all you know and again if it comes down to a fan vote and the fans decide on it then it is what it is that's what the fans wanted that's what the whole league is so uh, they're staying true to their image then as long as they stay with that. But with the, um, what was the, the new the reviews? Like how, if it's going to be all like teams, not involved fans, not involved or fans uh, yeah, that were in the game of those teams there. Well, the other option they have is you can like, I don't know how it's going to work, but you can become like a certified like review official. I don't know if they're going to put like an online course, like on the website and just like you have to pass a like a quiz or something of like okay is this a catch and basically it seems like they're gonna have some way to vet out you know the people mark. that don't really know the rules or people that are just trying to around sorry i know you guys uh okay i apologize I, i've been trying to stay good i i like to You're swear good. a lot You're good. To stay good. um but yeah they um i think that could work if it's you know they weed out the fans that are, are like well-read in the rules and understand and will be impartial. I think that could work. I could think it could also work with fans that aren't playing 
just because it's like, all right, here's everybody else, you know, you have nothing in on whether or not you, you know, who, which way this call goes. What do you guys think? Because I know I have sat there and watched some horrible calls made in NFL games and screamed at the TV. What are you doing, ref? That's a horrible call. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, there was a, there was an instance where my alma mater was playing in the FCS, like the Division One AA, uh, yeah. and there was like this pass interference call that was most egregious pass interference call that was missed, and I was I was. I was so angry because this is, this, is, yeah. this is a situation where my team doesn't normally get that level of success in one double mm-hmm. a ball or FCS ball, whatever they call it. Um, so it was just a situation where I was really irritated. So I get it. We had Patrick D's on. He talked about how some people that are, are voting the fans that are voting for the league do have a certain kind of like, if they start getting calls right or start, Basically, there'll be a tier system of situations. So I wonder if that'll be incorporated in this review process, if the fans are allowed to be involved in the reviews, like you were saying, being an official, official. I would uh, assume that that would that would play into that then as well. If they have that system kind of already set up, I feel like, you know, guys that are doing more and more official calls or like, you know, say I sit and watch every game and I'm just constantly doing officiating. I feel like they would be like, okay, like, this guy has called, you know, X amount of plays. We trust him and, you know, this person and this person as well. You know what I mean? I think, I think it could work. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any problems with that system. Actually. I, I think it could work. My question, do, do we feel like, you know, we, we did the, the jerseys, uh, we did the, the team names, right. Logos. Uh, we, you know, we didn't do colors, right. We were supposed to do colors. Uh, you know, the foot, the foot inbounds reviews. Uh, do you, I mean, obviously calling the plays is the biggest thing. Is there any misses in terms of like fan controlled voting things that fans should have had a say about before? I mean, uh, the, the draft, they just kind of decided that the draft would be weekly, but maybe fans should have voted on, do we draft weekly or do we draft once? Cause there's, I've seen Instagram comments and, um, my buddy Alex, I forget his last name, but he, he messages me a lot on Instagram about, you know, this fan controlled stuff. And he told me like, you know, I think they should, they should put it up to fan vote. And I, I 100%, this was like 20 minutes ago too, that he sent me this message. And I 100% agree with him. I think it should be a fan vote of, do we draft weekly or do we draft at the beginning of the season? Cause the case for drafting weekly is if you're bringing in all these video game fans that don't know anything about football, but then, you know, one team has just got all the alternate football fans that know all these players already on it. They're going to draft a super team. The video game fans aren't going to know who anybody is. They're going to have to go based off of like whatever information the league may have to give. And they may end up with a, you know, significantly worse team. And that the point of a weekly draft would then let them go, okay, i made a mistake. Let me redraft, blah, blah, blah. It'll keep the talent, I guess, level. But the problem with that is that you're pulling wide receivers away from your quarterbacks every week and QBs and wide receivers need time to really build, you know, um, a rapport together and to really be in rhythm together. That's something something we're going to talk to Jerry about when he comes up later in the show. Yeah. Like if you're moving receivers around from week to week to week, they may not get a chance to really build that connection with their receivers and it may lead to sloppier play on the field. They do have a few things in place to prevent this, though. Like, all the offensive linemen are in units together, from what I understand. So 
that's a huge thing. Because if you imagine shifting offensive linemen around from week to week to week, it would just be it would be a sack party, you know, uh, if no offensive linemen were really getting time to get into rhythm together. So, and the defenses are all in units too. And then I don't know how many keepers they're giving teams, but there's like there's your franchise tag, and I'm going to get into that one in a second. Yep. There's the franchise tag, and then there's the keepers, and the franchise tag is like. I guess the owners use, and then the keepers or the fans vote on them. And I don't know how many keepers you get. So I'm thinking there's like four or five maybe. And, you know, if, if it were me, or what I'm honestly going to try to do is tell fans around the time of the beginning of the season, like, hey, use your keepers to keep your offensive line, your quarterback, your best receiver, and your defense. And if you have one more spot, either your you know, wide receiver two or – running back number one, just to have the like, and just use the same keepers every week and just keep as much of a consistent offense as you can. Cause if you keep shifting too many players out, it may lead to some inconsistencies yep. and it just, you know, it's not going to be as clean as you want it to be. I think that's, that's really what it is. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to try to explain people. Right. Sorry. I put you off Paul. Uh, when, when you talk about the keepers thing, like we, I don't think this was advertised before, but the whole Johnny Manziel issue when that was like a franchise thing where he's going to play for one team and one team only. And we were kind of baffled. We're like, wait, I thought that that wasn't going to be allowed. What what were your thoughts when that happened? That, that was, I didn't like that personally. Um, Just because they, it, it wasn't discussed at all. And it felt like it was the complete opposite of what fan controlled is supposed to be. Cause in reality, it was really Bob Mennery just like being wild on his Instagram with Johnny Manziel starting all these rumors that Manziel was going to come play for the league. And I was like, you know what, you know, if it generates some attention towards the league, whatever, I, I, I have no problem with that. You know, I'll give Manziel the benefit of the doubt. Every team he's played for since leaving the NFL has been in bad shape when he arrived. Um, I forget what CFL team he played for. He was uh, on the Alouettes. They were like not doing well when he got, he, he got traded to them. He was on the Tiger Cats, I think, Hamilton Tiger Cats, coached by June Jones at the time, I think too. May not be 100% on that. June's, think, on, well, June's on the Manziel thing. Yeah, June's on the Manziel. Yeah, so like, you know, he, he got traded to, you know, a team that was struggling. And then when he was out of the CFL and went to the AAF, he went to the Memphis Express, who were also very much struggling at the time. So, you know, I know that his on-field product hasn't been great through his alternate football career necessarily, but I don't necessarily, I'm not going to say 100% that he can't still ball because we saw how good he was at one point and, you know, maybe being in a different situation will yield a different result. You know what I mean? Yeah. However, sorry to get a little off track. The the franchise tag rule kind of came out of nowhere. And, um, you know, there was no advertisement of it anywhere. No one really saw anything. And then out of nowhere, they were just like, the Zappers have used their franchise tag on Johnny Manziel. And I was we didn't like, even know it existed. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't even know it existed. And they had already even said, like, he has to be drafted. He cannot just go right to the team. Like, that was what the understanding was. Because remember, when they, they did a on a Twitch show, they introduced the other James Harden, the football player, and part of the introduction was Quavo saying, welcome to the Glacier Boys in a, in a video. And then they had to correct him like, hey, he's in the league. He just has to get, you know, he still has to get drafted. 
And, you know, that's what I was under the assumption was that, you know, Bob Menery really wanted his friend to get on the team. And at that point, I was like, look, he's already got all his fans voting for that team. They're all going to want to draft Menzel in the first round. Just let him go get him. Like, there's plenty of other great quarterbacks available. Like, if they really want him, just let him go get him in the first round. Quentin Flowers is still in the mix. Jackson Erdman is still in the mix. Uh, Mason Espinosa is like one of the best arena quarterbacks around in the past few years. And I don't think anybody even had an idea that he was, he was there or who he is. There's a good chance he doesn't even start just because of name recognition. Yeah. And he, may, he may be the best quarterback there. He had a season where he threw for 66 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Uh, my last question for you and, and kind of what, what it, uh, inspired this whole thing to begin with, you had messaged me this week, you know, we talked last week, uh, Marshawn Lynch's brother was coming into the league, you know, was going to join Marshawn, you know, one of the team owners for the beast. Uh, we had messaged, you know, talking about the Twitch show. He was supposed to be on last week, right? It was advertised with Bob Menery, I believe. Uh, you know, they, they weren't on. Uh, now you, you had reported to me that Marshawn's brother had left the bubble. Now Renee Montgomery is advertised to come on today on the Twitch show. So this, or, you know, we, our episode will air tomorrow, but we'll know. Uh, do you, do you think she will come on? What do you, what is the story with Marshawn's brother and all that stuff? Um, I don't really know in depth, in depth. I just know that he was in the bubble at one point and then he, I think he just left on his own accord. I don't think there was really any issue. I think he just. I, honestly, I, I can't say anything 100%. I can't confirm anything. From what I am assuming based off of just what I saw on social media, it looked like he just didn't really want to do it and left. Um, I don't know. That, if should... uh, but that obviously had to do with where Marshawn was going to be on the show talking. And then... Maybe. I don't, I don't know if that like is the reason why he didn't go on the show. I think part of what he was going to do was, I thought he was going to use his franchise tag on his brother. Uh, Devontae Sapplinch is a very good running back for those that aren't tuned in with uh, arena football and with the GFL. He played in Germany for like five games, ran for like 700 yards, went off in the IFL last year. And Marshawn used his um, or has a IFL team, the Oakland Panthers. And the very first player they signed was Devontae Sapplinch. So I was under the assumption, and a lot of other people were under the assumption that that was what the franchise tag was going to be used on. He was going to get his brother and maybe I may, honestly, it may be connected. Maybe his brother was like, look, man, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, blah, blah, blah. Don't go announce that I'm going to be your franchise tag. I don't know if I'm even going to be here. And then maybe that's, maybe that is what happened. Honestly, I couldn't tell you for sure. I, if I were to make a wild speculation, I'd say that's what happened though. Okay. Yeah. Just curious about that. Cause it, like I said, it just goes back to the whole team ownership and all that stuff anyway. So yeah. thank all you right. for that. Yeah. Vince, I, I haven't seen anything from Thomas Rawls either. Um, I don't know if he's got any social media. I haven't been able to find him. That's typically how I've been able to keep track of who's actually there. It's just like followed a bunch of players on Instagram. Whenever they tag somebody else in their Instagram story, I go and follow them and I'm just keeping up of, okay, this person's in the bubble. And then I eventually take the time to, pull up their stats, reach out to them, get them to confirm everything where they played and whatnot, you know, but yeah, from, I, I haven't seen anything of Thomas Rawls being in the, being there signed or in the bubble or anything. It would be really great to see him come back. I mean, he, he was a, a great running back for when he had time to play, but yeah. you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one still too. Vince from the alternate football scouting report. Thank you for joining us today on the XFL Mark. Thanks for having me guys. Yep. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Really appreciate it. Oh. Uh, keep, keep doing the Lord's work out there. Uh, tracking these stats. <laughs> appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Y'all be well, guys. Awesome. Thanks, man. I want to thank Vince from the Alternate Football Scouting Report for joining us here on the Markcast. We're going to take another commercial break. Got to come back with Jackson Urban, Jerdy, Tag Jerdy. Uh, he's going to talk about his uh, the bubble so far for fan control football as well. Coming up right after this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Look at this guy. Yo, hey. hey, what's going on, man? How's it going, guys? Good. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me. You seem to be very popular with some fans. Do you, do you, how, how do you, what do you attribute that to? Uh, you know, I got a great following from my school at St. John's, my family and friends, and then just on social media too. Got that's a great all, support system. That's all we heard last week was journey, 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 and, and tag journey and, and wild aces. And we had listeners tweeting the show saying we needed to have you on. So we said, all right, we'll do it. And so we got, we got Jerdy on here straight off of practice, right, today in Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah, literally just came home from practice. Um, we're still, like, you know, kind of not in the quarantine phase. We're slowly getting out of that because we just had practices, but um, still doing the social distancing. Like, we're in a pod of four people, and we all, like, select times for dinner. So I'm just waiting for my dinner time now. How is the food? Because we heard stories about the food at the TSL. How's the food at uh, Fan Control Football so far? so good okay good. so good like every meal it, it's super good we at first we had them like delivered to our door um pretty much like when we were quarantined but now we have like the dining hall open and yeah it's even better now so i'm loving it good i saw a lot of before you guys actually went because you just started practices this week last week people were going in i saw a lot of like people running like doing routines in the hotel rooms and stuff like that. I mean, what was it like kind of going through and flying in and getting into all this? Cause you're the first, you know, player that we've talked to that's kind of entered the bubble now and is, is playing for fan control. Yeah. You know, I, it, it was different. Um, I love how seriously they're taking it obviously because in order for a league to operate, you know, in the time we're at that they need to have protocols and be very, very strict. So I, I was excited for that. Um, so yeah, we, we came in, and what was it like six, seven days? We were, we didn't really leave our hotel room unless we were going downstairs to get tested. And we had certain times and everything. So um, definitely got a little stir crazy, but you know, still like we're down here to play football and like we have a league for comp. We're getting ready to compete against like other positions. So yeah, you saw a lot of guys on social media like working out in the rooms and just kind of being creative, you know. And then also this league is all about fan interaction. So like taking the teams and like then po- like tweeting or just showing it self promotion too. Um, so it's, it's been a really cool experience so far and I'm excited for, yeah, the league. You were in the spring league. Uh, what was your experience like there? Yeah, it was, you know, it was a great learning experience. That was my first, um, like 
uh, yeah, like football league outside of college because I graduated last December. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was excited just for an opportunity because a lot of like my pro day got canceled and the rookie mini camps got canceled. So, you know, and COVID ended up canceling like the spring league eventually. So I, I'm happy for this league and just excited that they're putting it on and taking COVID very, very seriously. But yeah, spring league was a great learning experience for sure. Yeah, I mean, just talk about the importance of having, you know, we covered the Spring League back in the fall, you know, obviously fan-controlled. You know, we're in the XFL podcast, but having, you know, leagues like this for you guys, especially this year in general, where kind of everything else got messed up and you lost all this different stuff, having the ability to go out, you know, w- with the Spring League, I know uh, you had, I think you got injured, right? Uh, right, you got a concussion in the in the Spring League, is that correct? No, not diagnosed, but I got my bell rung for sure. <laughs> and then- well, so, so, and, and that not necessarily working out right, you know, that getting canceled, but now being able to do this, you know, talk about just having these reps, these opportunities to stay up on everything. I mean, here we just covered XFL guys from last year going into NFL playoff games. I mean, it's just crazy how, how much more relevant all of this, you know, having these spring football is right now. Oh, absolutely. I'm so fortunate to be here in this day and age. Like this is the only, like there's only two football leagues going on right now. You know, XFL, CFL, those are all like taking a year off or whatever it's FCF and like NFL. And so I'm just excited to one, stay in shape, keep getting reps, keep, you know, going against great competition. So learn, come from a D3 guy, you know, just competing against guys that are like at the D1 stage and everything. And like, seeing okay, I can be with them. And like, I, you know, just feeling confidence in myself and um, getting ready to make that jump to the next, uh, to the next level. So it's exciting. And again, it, it's so important because you don't want to be sitting just at home trying to work out and then waiting for that opportunity. Like development is so key in this day and age. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. Anybody in uh, the bubble with you right now that you remember from the spring league? I know that there was someone that was signed recently. Let me pull it up. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher this guy's name. Quadarius Smith. He was on the blues for a little while. Anybody else that you are familiar with? Yeah, yeah. So Lawrence Keys was the center, and uh, he's here too. And then we got uh, two other D linemen that were on the Blues with me, and they're just coming in, um, or they've been here. And you know, it's hard to tell like, who's been here since the start and who hasn't because everyone's masked up. Right. And then we're like quarantining and everything, or you know, social distancing. So it's fun seeing guys. And then there's a couple guys uh, that were like on the Alphas or Conquerors too. So there's a handful of guys here. Yeah, no, I was messaging a couple uh, XFL guys that are coming in and yeah, they're still going through some of the, you know, some of them are still going through the testing and everything where, you know, it's kind of like this staged rollout here over the next couple of weeks to kind of get you guys all together. I, I guess, you know, if it weren't for COVID and it weren't for all this, I mean, were you eyeing right NFL, everything moving forward? I mean, did, did having COVID cancel kind of all this stuff, did this put all this on your radar that maybe wouldn't have been there before? Or were you kind of aware of the spring league and obviously fan control is new, but some of these alternative leagues. Oh no, I, I wasn't at all. Um, yeah, I, I was hoping, you know, I was in the girl gopher pro day, Minnesota gopher. I was excited, you know, to showcase myself with in front of like all the scouts there. And then hopefully, you know, get a rookie mini camp or get picked up into a camp or a free agent deal. Um, otherwise, like I was excited for CFL opportunities too. I'm on Montreal's uh, negotiation list and egg list right now. And then, so yeah, the spring league and, I didn't, yeah, I had no idea what the FCF was at the time either. We're completely like off my radar, radar, but um, yeah, just the pro day was canceled. The rookie mini camps were canceled, like I said. So I was just working out throughout the summer, like hoping like rookie mini camps would happen maybe right before training camp. They ended up not. And then my agency was like, uh, he presented like the idea of like the spring league, um, introduced it to me and then also the FCF. So I actually did an FCF workout 
right before I started this ring because it was down in Houston. So it timed out for me, but yeah. What's been the differences between the bubble that you're experiencing there at the FCF and then what you experience at TSL in terms of testing or anything like that? Yeah. So the FCF, we've tested a lot more frequently. And then we also have, uh, it's like a little necklace, like palm tracers um, or trackers. So like we all wear those when you leave the room and then I think like NBA, NFL have used them and like, it just records like who you're like in contact with for a certain amount of time. So just tracing us and everything. Um, yeah. So that's been, and then like really hardcore quarantine. Like we have people in the hall that like, are like, where are you going? Like, like you're not allowed to like leave or just making sure like we're like, no one's like messing around or breaking the rules. What was your first reaction when you heard about this fan control football league? You know, it's a little different than you kind of your typical, obviously football thing. So what, what were your first reactions? I thought it was genius, you know, just combining, you know, Twitch, which is a huge platform itself with just the concept where it's like fans actually vote for the plays. And, you know, I, I was like, why hasn't this been thought of before? So I'm super excited. Just like, obviously to play football, I love playing football. But then outside, it's just a super cool idea. And I'm excited to be a part of the like inaugural season. And I think it has a lot of potential, you know, like this could potentially be the future for like, I mean, football is maybe easier calling actual plays, but who knows across all sports, it could be like this in the future. Um, so I'm pretty pumped up just to see how it ought, like have firsthand experience of how it operates and then yeah, how it plays out. As a quarterback though, you might have to, you know, call something on the fly, call an audible. Uh, how do you think the fans would react if you had to do that? I, so I don't think that's allowed. I'm still like learning the rules, but I, I'm pretty sure the audibles are not allowed because my understanding is the fans will have like roughly 10 seconds to get the play in. Everyone has radios in their helmets. So it'll be like 10 seconds to transmit the call and then play clock's going to be really quick. They're really promoting like high, fast paced, no huddle offense. So I, I, and I I think it's a rule that we're not allowed to audible. If anything, maybe like flip the play. Um, but like you have to stick with the play call. Interesting. Interesting. One thing, one thing that's so different about uh, this league, you know, we covered, like I said, the spring league was, you know, obviously the involvement, you know, that's what's built around, right. You know, getting the fans involved, but it's also, you know, the involvement from the league, you know, the league reaching out to people, you know, the teams each have their own social media, you know, and that's all goes to, you know, you guys, right. Cause you want to appeal to the fans. You want them to pick you to be playing every week. Right. You know, where some of these guys, you might be the best athlete in the world and not that you might not are not an exceptional athlete as well. Right. But you could be the best athlete in the world. If no one punches your ticket, right. Maybe you're not getting to play as much. Have you, do you think that you're, you know, obviously getting on the podcast, you know, other things, do you think you're ahead of the curve in that and, and reaching out, getting the involvement where maybe some of the other players in like a week or two are going to be like, Oh, wow. I should really have gotten on this. Yeah, I, I, this league is all about, you know, promoting yourself and interacting with the fans, which I love that aspect, you know, to me, it's just like viewing it as like an even bigger team, you know, because everyone's involved, which I just love that aspect of it. So yeah, I'm trying to network as much as possible, get my name out there because you don't want to be in the place where it's like, oh man, like sit back, not do anything and not engage with the fans. Because if the I'm on the, I'm on a team, I want the fans to know like what type of plays we like, like interacting and all that stuff. And you know, that that's where the teams are going to be the most successful, successful, excuse me. Um, and then, yeah, just, you know, building your network too. I, I love like meeting people and like talking to new people. So I love all the different platforms that the FCF is providing um, for us to interact with fans and, 
yeah, so I just absolutely love that aspect. We, we talked about a few of those technologies they're bringing in, like the virtual meet and greets and stuff like that, of course. You know, with COVID going on, it can't be an actual meet and greet. What kind of technology have you seen there that you've really been drawn to so far that's made you go, wow, that's, that's cool. That's a good, good addition for any football league. Yeah, so they're, they're actually, I think it was maybe finished today, they're like working on like a virtual reality, like weightlifting type thing i've never heard of it i don't know the technical name um but that's getting put together so we're going to be able to start using that um and there's so many different like other opportunities i like we're going to have like some classes on like you know just like twitch 101 like streaming and all all kinds of stuff because i'm not as familiar with those platforms i have accounts but um just don't know like the diagnostics and everything but um yeah i'm excited to take advantage of every opportunity because the fcf is like providing these platforms for us so I, i'm over here like brainstorming like what can i do like can i create podcasts like content or like just like video games i'm looking at like big, like biggest like streaming uh video games and stuff like that so there's a lot of opportunities which is awesome that the league is providing for us what's cool for me is you know we've been following this since you know they announced the team owners and everything right and you got like the beast and the and the wild aces and stuff and it's it's so interesting to me how the the owners that are with these leagues right whether it's like greg and the guys with wild aces or, you know, Quavo and, and whatever with the Glacier Boys. <clears throat> but uh, it's interesting is that they, uh, you know, they, they really are dictating the mood and feeling of all these teams, right? And obviously, you know, you've got hooked up with the Wild Aces. They want to, you know, they tag you, right, or bring you on to be like one of their guys. Uh, just talk about that, just seeing all this different stuff going on online and all the bickering and bantering and, and all that kind of stuff and your reactions. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I love that each team has kind of developed their own almost persona, you know, and it's so much fun to follow just like on the social media. I have no idea who runs them, but I get a kick of, and that's helping just promotion of the league. Cause again, this is the first season. So it's all about getting those promos out and getting those followers and everything. And just on social media nowadays, like you have to be entertaining to build a following base. And I love, I follow every single team and I just get a kick out of them every day. Uh, but I, I, yeah, again, I love the different personas. And again, I, I'm big on the wild aces right now. I love the vibes they're putting out. I love the owners, but yeah, I'm excited just to see how everything comes in, comes together. Any players right now that you're taking a look at what you'd love to have on your team wide receivers specifically? Yeah, we, we got some dudes down here. The wide receiver talent is awesome, but one guy that's really been killing and caught my eyes, caught my eye is Andrew Jamil slot receiver so shifty smart you know the offenses we're putting in it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of like kind of just reading the defense and like adapting with option routes and he's been doing a great job and he's so quick so it's fun to get him the ball a question i had and this might be too early in the practicing to to talk about but you know we're going to be doing the first draft february 10th right and we've kind of uh looked at it like, you know, it's basically like real life uh, fantasy football every week, right? You know, people can vote and pick the teams and then the next week, you know, are, so are you practicing with guys now, you know, and then when they draft those teams, like, how are you going to feel about, you know, going from, I guess, how you're practicing now to being segregated into teams or segmented out? Like, how is that? How does that work? I I was really curious when I saw the turnaround of, of the first draft to the first team, you know, games on the 13th. Yeah. And I've been wondering the same thing, to be honest, like right now we're all, it's like a pool of players, right? So we're all learning the same offense. Um, all like we're rotating game reps with everyone. We've recently like broken into like 
like groups, you know, almost not like teams, but just like, so like we can count on everyone getting the same amount of reps and everything and just building chemistry. But it's going to be really interesting, you know, because especially in a high paced, like offense focused league, you got to build chemistry and know like just connections and timing with receivers like breaks and everything. Um, so I, I would assume, I, I don't know if this is correct because they haven't disclosed to us yet, but I would assume that like when we have those teams, like we'll break off and have separate practice times. But again, like the draft is February 10th and then the first game is February 13th. So like that's maybe like two days to quick practice and get on the same page. So it's going to be interesting for sure. And the teams that are going to be most successful are the ones that come together the quickest and just get on the same page. Yeah. That's, that, that was something we brought up recently was like, can you form a decent chem amount of chemistry with someone you've been drafted with, you know, two days before you, two or three days before you play? Is that, is that a concern for you? And, and if it is, how do you go about fixing that? Yeah. Uh, biggest thing is, you know, in my experience is communication. And the, the, like I said, there, there's a lot of receivers here. So like you could potentially be like drafted on the same team of a receiver that you've maybe thrown like 20 balls to throughout like training camp or whatever. And like 20, like not a lot, like we're throwing like hundred passes a day, like at least, you know, like way more than that. Um, so it, it's really important just communication, just based on like what coverage they're in, like what you're doing at what, at what depth and just like ball placement. So and, and watching film, we are not at that stage right now because we're still only supposed to stay in like our pods and everything. But right. as like we get the bubble under like secure and like have not as many concerns with code, we'll be able to like watch film with people that aren't in our pods and everything. Um, so it'll be interesting, but you know, I'm excited. I love challenges. So it'll for sure be a challenge just to build chemistry and get on the same page. Yeah. Cause that's something, you know, that time just, I mean, you can, rep with guys as many times as you want, but it's, I'm just getting out there on the field and having that chemistry, you know, and especially, you know, as a quarterback trying to figure out timing and everything and where, where they're going to be looking and whatever. It's just, it's different. It, obviously I think it's a lot more pressure on, you know, you guys to like really be on the game, you know, especially for, for that position just to be able to, you know, ready to go. Right. Cause people want to see, you know, uh, high scoring games and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, uh, a couple more other questions here before we go. Um, uh, we were obviously a primarily XFL podcast. Uh, you know, would you have any interest in, in playing in that league? You know, after we get done with fan control football, when they're going to be starting off next year, what are your thoughts about uh, XFL? Had, had you followed that before any of this stuff? And what are your thoughts? Yeah. So I, you know, I loved watching it. I loved the atmosphere. Like it was perfect timing right after the Super Bowl. People still want to watch, you know, football. And I liked how it was like different, you know, like they interviewed players on the sideline and you could hear like the play calls. And I love that aspect. And like, I felt just as a fan, like watching at the time, like closer to the game and knew what was going on. So I would absolutely, you know, any opportunity to keep playing the game that I love and, you know, just hopefully make to that. You see all the stories of all the time, Mexico guys that uh, make the jump and kill it in the playoffs, you know, just like recently. Um, so I, I'm all about that and, you know, excited for my future and, just hope I keep, I stay healthy and just have the opportunity to keep learning, keep growing my game and yeah, keep playing for sure. Is that the ultimate goal then to get to the NFL potentially? Of course, obviously, probably a stupid you know, that, 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 that That's been a dream of mine since I was little, but you know, CFL, NFL, I'd, I'd love to keep playing and yeah, just play at the highest level possible for sure. Uh, last question before we let you go. Uh, why, uh, who is the worst uh, team of the fan control football teams and why is it the Glacier Boys? <laughs> glacier boy you know i don't want to put a target on me and everything but they're the biggest right with the wild aces you know and wild aces is the, my squad you know i'm loving them but 
you know, they're, they're doing a lot of talk. They, they give me really like defensive back vibes, you know, where they're, they're always barking, always talking. And so we'll see if they can back it up. Awesome. Uh, well, I, I appreciate, you know, we try to get, obviously uh, some of the people are watching this league for the rivalry stuff. Some of our fans, I, I know Van, the man, our number one fan, he messes me all the time. He goes, I want to hear more about football when it comes to fan control football. So I think, I think we did a good mix today with the interview. I think we got enough, you know, bantering and rivalry and then enough talking about football stuff. Paul, do you agree with that? Totally agree. We're good. We're, we're good. I think we've, we've got a healthy mix. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Jordy, for coming on. Uh, you know, taking time right after practice, and uh, you go, go get your uh, your food, right? Your bubble quarantine meal. Yes, yes. Highlight of the night. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on and taking the time. Awesome, Jordy. We'll be rooting for you, man. And uh, yeah, hashtag uh, take Jordy, right? Get him on the wild aces. That's what we want. Yes, sir. Get me on those wild aces. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, Thanks. All right. See you guys. Want to thank Journey Jackson Urban for joining us here on the XFL Markcast. Uh, look forward to seeing what he does in fan control football and looking forward to see what happens in his uh, future. He's got a lot of time left. We'll see if he uh, if he po- possibly gets to the XFL, maybe gets a futures deal, maybe even gets on a roster. Hopefully all the best for Journey. Really good kid, uh, really good character, and uh, great, guy. great guy. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing uh, that happen. So with that being said, we're going to take one more commercial break. Sorry, distributor complaining about their time length this is this is great when it was short and sweet but we're gonna take one more commercial break we got a big stuff coming up uh, we got a big thing coming up reed's wife is joining the most important guest the most important guest of the mark cast this week reed's wife is joining uh, joining us uh right after this dorothy hi hi we got it how's it going wow look at all the look at all the uh the accoutrement behind you there Yes, yes, I've got all of my my calendar for my kiddos and my tooth tracker for when they lose teeth and yeah, this is great. it's good. I got my I got my Kraken. Uh, oh look at that! On. She's right. Oh, good, good. I would I would prefer you in a Mark Cast sweatshirt, but I guess we'll take what we can get. Wow! 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 So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and step out here. You guys gonna argue? You guys gonna bicker? <laughs> Uh, so we're into the uh the, the mark castaway segment today or the garbage segment the things that annoy paul at the end of the, the you podcast. don't annoy me dorothy don't let him don't I, let him I, tell I, you that I, fake news here uh, i thought it was red Sox. in the red Sox statement that's that's will's vote we're so i'm going to put the poll out this week now that we got dorothy on the garbage segment <laughs> it's not the garbage segment because it's dorothy it's yeah. a garbage segment because it's, <laughs> it's it's maybe it's the my wife segment okay there we go uh, so, Dorothy, why don't you set this up? Because I don't really know what we have going on. Yeah. Well, I was listening to the podcast, as I do every week. And uh, I think it was two weeks ago. And I heard something on there. And I thought, oh, I'm going to look into that, see if I can order it. And I was able to. And so, um, yeah. So, anyway, but the funny part is, you guys know how you have that thing on Fridays, where it's like the big news comes out yeah. on Fridays. Yes. Well, um, this arrived last Friday. So I was like, oh. Of course, we missed it. We missed every week. I know. And so, and actually, um, there's two boxes and only yeah, one. Yeah, so this is great. Paul's going to love this. Only one of these is actually for us. The other one's like, uh, it's, I don't know. We're, we're going to, it's a 50-50 shot. I messed up my flag. Uh, we have a 50-50 shot. It's, I'm not, I don't want to show our address. It does say on here, uh, contains alcohol. So that that's that's oh. a good thing. So I don't know what we talked about 
Unless it's like, uh, I don't know. Paul, are, are we opening it? Are we ready? We're, I'm, I'm, I've been ready. Paul's ready to go. Okay. We're Paul's over, over it. it. <laughs> Not over it. I've been ready to go. Reed's been hyping this for like, you know, for the entire show for like a couple days before that. So we're, I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what this is. All right. Well, I did pretty good here with the. Uh... Oh, Paul's going to like this. Paul is going to like this a lot. I can already tell Paul is going to like this. This is the right box. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, that was lucky. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, I'd rather be, I'd rather be lucky than good. <laughs> All right, Paul. Yes, sir. We have, this is, you are going to be very excited. This is great. Dorothy did an excellent job with this. We have a little bit of the bubbly. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. And uh, maybe we'll have to uh, do this at some point. I know Paul's not a big drinker, but maybe next time I'm, we're able to go to L.A., we have a little bit of the bubbly, uh, bubbly. Jericho champagne. Wow. Thanks, Dorothy. That was very thoughtful, Dorothy. That was very thoughtful. We dig it. We definitely we have, it was, dig it. it. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. It was sold out for a while, so it's lucky that it's back in stock. And they have a funny video, like trailer promo. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, is it the one where Chris Jericho is walking around shirtless talking about a little bit of the bubbly? Yeah. <laughs> no, he has it like in a briefcase and he opens it and all of his buddies are like, whoa, I don't know. Oh. I'll try to, I'll, I'll show you. Maybe you can. Well, well, yeah, we'll, we'll share it on social media. Well, this is great. We have a little bit of the bubbly. We have a, a bottle of peas. So Paul, next time you come up and visit, maybe we'll, we'll crack it open. What? When 2023, when COVID is finally done and over with, is that well, what it's well, we're going. Well, when we go to the first XFL game, we'll we'll crack this open and we'll we'll have a little bit of the bubbly. Sounds so. good. Sounds perfect. Thanks, Dorothy. Thank you very For much. Sure. Do you Just have any fun. thoughts on the? Do you have any thoughts on the Oliver Luck Vince McMahon lawsuit we have here? <laughs> no, I just can't believe it's still going on. Yeah, but yeah, well, that's gonna go goes. longer. That's gonna go on longer than COVID, I'm afraid. That lawsuit. Yeah, probably. Huh. Well, this is good. Looking okay, forward to looking for forward fun. to having looking forward to having a taste of that bubbly. Uh, Chris okay. Jericho can no longer perform the lion salt as seen on AEW TV this week. Was but he can. Yeah, it was really bad. They, Chris Jericho has put on probably about thirty five pounds in the last couple of years, and he can no longer do his signature backwards moonsault off the uh, off the middle turnbuckle. Well, what are they called? What? Lion salt. It's called the lion salt. Oh. Because he oh. was the lion heart, Chris Jericho, and so yes. then it was. Uh, oh. yeah. Anyway. So anyway. <laughs> okay. Thank well, you, for, uh, thank you for the champagne. We, I appreciate it definitely. I won't speak for Reed, but I definitely appreciate it. I'm looking forward to having some of that. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, thank you again uh, for coming on, Dorothy. I appreciate it. Uh, sure. We're going to end the show here. Uh, XFLshow.com/slash/review if you're a fan of the show. And XFLshow.com/slash/merch to buy some merch because we got some merch up again. Paul's putting all the merch up. Dorothy could have had her advertising XFL sweatshirt on, but she didn't. That's okay. Sorry. You're going to continue uh, to shame her. Maybe, you realize she's got to come home to you soon and give you. Probably a sock to the jaw. Like she's yeah, gonna punch in the mouth. The I do have my XFL mask though. She does Sweet. have her XFL Mark Cast mask before the you know the old school ones that with the old with the old, with logo. The old logo. So yeah. uh yeah. Thanks Dorothy for joining us and uh, uh thanks Jerdy, uh Jackson Ehrman. Thank yep. you, Jerdy, for coming on. Thanks, Vince, alternate football scouting report for coming on, doing the Lord's work with all those stats. I know Paul loved uh loved all the stats. So thank there you very much. A lot of numbers there. There was a lot of stuff to digest. <laughs> a lot of stuff with Vince, but it was good, Vince. We love you. Thank you. So tune in next week. I definitely will listen to this episode of few times to digest everything but tune in next week we'll have another great show for you and thanks again dorothy for the uh champagne and thanks for showing up a little bit we'll see y'all next week thanks